And welcome back inside the home office and welcome to this week's edition of NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Craig D'Amico. We've made it through the first week of conference play. The road to the 2024 NEC Women's Basketball Championship is off and running. It was fun to get back into the gyms this past weekend for the NEC New Year and then get to spend Monday night sitting on the couch taking in a bunch of games all at once. It was like riding a bicycle, getting right back into the groove in NEC conference season. It was great to be back. Coming up now on the show, we will drop the top three stars of the week. We'll chat about some stats. We'll look ahead to weekend number two. And we'll be joined by a very special guest, the leading scorer for the NEC's newest team, Latoya Baker of the LeMoyne Dolphins. She's been putting up a bunch of double doubles, helping lead LeMoyne to a big win in their NEC opener. But we'll get to that first. Let's catch you up on this week's top headlines in our three-point shot. We start with our feature game of the week. And again, we said it during our uh, schedule video that came out during the summer when the NEC conference schedule first dropped. Hats off to the schedule makers for giving us the gift of Sacred Heart and Merrimack right out of the chute in the NEC opener. And double bonus for making it a TV game. Uh, <laughs> that was incredible. It was an honor to be there. Sacred Heart returning 91% of their offense that won a championship a year ago. Merrimack returning over 60% of their offense. And most likely because of all that returning firepower, it was no surprise that both teams were selected as the two preseason favorites this past October at Media Day in the women's basketball coaches preseason poll. So I was there Saturday at the Pitt Center with Pam Roker on the call, ESPN+. Plus. For the game that ended up being a Sacred Heart 65 to 51 victory. Now, it was quite interesting in that the game kind of went how we expected it to go. Usually we go into these things, we do all this preparation, we strap ourselves in, and the game ends up being completely different than we thought at the beginning. Not this one. This one ex went exactly as you expected it to go. The reigning champions who returned 91% of their offense, who just played a tune-up game six days earlier, getting everybody back healthy, getting everyone sharp. They looked like the crisper team right out of the jump. And then the team that hadn't played in 17 days, they looked very much like the team that hadn't played in 17 days. Sacred Heart jumped out to a 14-0 lead over the first eight minutes in the first quarter, and during that eight-minute stretch to start the game in turn, Merrimack committed 12 turnovers and started 0 for 7 from the field. Now, we talked with Kelly Marone earlier in the week, asked her if she had any concern about such a long layoff leading into such a huge conference game, and she said she'd never been a part of a break that long before. She noted that, hey, you know, if we start out rusty in this game, everybody's going to point to that long break and, you know, I'll never do anything like this scheduling wise again. Well, here you go. It, it kind of turned out exactly as, uh, you know, we kind of thought it might. Um, they worked on getting healthy during those two and a half weeks. They worked on fundamentals, uh, you know, so a lot of things going on, but no substitute for live game action. And just to put this in perspective, Merrimack had no games in the 17 days prior to the Sacred Heart game. Following the Sacred Heart game, six games in the next 17 days. So they go from no games in 17 days to six games in 17 days. So that rust is going to come off really, really quick, and Merrimack should be just fine. But for this game, I don't know that this was a true test of how Merrimack looks matched up against Sacred Heart because 
of that long layoff and because of the start. I think there were spurts. If you look at the second and third quarter, Merrimack got their way back in it. They battled back. They started making shots. And I think we saw glimpses of what a true Sacred Heart versus Merrimack matchup would look like. Um, I don't know that we quite saw the full thing um, because of that long layoff and that rough start. So uh, time capsule this game, remember it. But also keep in mind, these two teams will meet in the next to last game of the season uh, coming up at the uh, on March the 2nd in Massachusetts. Should be a much different Sacred Heart team, a much, much different Merrimack team. And again, I don't know how much you'll be able to take from this game to, to go into that game, um, but we should see. For Sacred Heart in this one, Isara Pryor, she was doing Isara Pryor things. 20 points, three rebounds, four assists. And we talked about it during the broadcast. She's made such an impact and shown such an improvement even from last year in just about every phase of the game. In scoring, she's upped it this year. She's on pace to be one of the top scorers through two seasons in the history of the league. She's closing in on a 1,000 points as a sophomore. Rebounding, I mean, it's still amazing what she can do. We saw it a couple times in the game, battling amongst trees in the paint for rebounds. Um, at five foot, whatever her size is, just the heart and the desire to come out with loose balls is incredible. And then the assist, I, I just with my eye, first time seeing her live this year, um, such an improvement passing the ball. Um, she truly enjoys getting her teammates involved and having them score just as much as she enjoys scoring her own points. And of course, the steals, the defense, um, it, it's, it's, it's never left. It's always been there. Um, she's improved at all areas in the game, and that's kind of scary. Um, we mentioned this during the broadcast, NCAA women's basketball. Uh, they visited the Fairfield campus at Sacred Heart during the summer. They did a crib tour of Nysera Pryor's crib, uh, and she showed off the shelf where she kept all her trophies from a year ago. Um, we kind of kidded last year that, oh, she's not going to have a bigger shelf. No, she has a shelf. We saw it. It exists. It holds the trophies just fine. But from what I saw on that social media tour, if she, if, when she gets more trophies this year, this year she's going to need a much bigger trophy case. But um, it, definitely uh, Nysera Pryor, star of the league, um, has only improved since the last time we saw her uh, a year ago. Sacred Heart got what we expected in this game from the champions, got the big lead, getting back healthy. OT Kelsey Wood back in the fold. And how about Nalise Dudley? Nine points, seven rebounds. She's been a great first-year player for Sacred Heart into the mix with the 91% of the returning offense. The Vets, Pryor, Johnson, Bonner, Amelia Wood, they've all taken a step up this year. That's a scary, scary proposition to take on Sacred Heart for the rest of the league uh, from what we've seen so far. Sacred Heart, 21-4 all-time in their 25 NEC openers. Then following Saturday, they then went on the road to Loretto on Monday and improved to 2-0 for a third straight year with an 86-47 win over the Red Flash. They hit 12 threes. Pryor flirted with a triple-double. Amelia Wood had a double-double. Again, the champs just as we thought they would be. Uh, Merrimack, on the other hand, you know, they got Kaylee Thomas back, preseason All-NEC player. She'd be, she had been MIA due to injury and non-conference play. She came off the bench against Sacred Heart to play 18 minutes. Then she led the team with 13 points in 21 minutes off the bench on Monday against FDU. The Warriors would lose that game on Monday, 67-51. to 51. So the Warriors, second in the preseason poll, they now start 0-2. So what is wrong with the Warriors? 
Nothing. They're a team that hasn't had played in 17 days. Their top player is just getting back healthy. And despite the awful start on Saturday, they fought their way back. They got within single digits multiple times. And remember, this is a team that started 0-3 last year. They would prefer not to start 0-3, but they just started 0-3 last year. They hit their stride in February when they won eight straight, and they ended up advancing to the NEC semifinals. So no overreactions here. Patience. In Massachusetts, they have the pieces there. They're going to be fine. Let's get back and talk about them again. Let's, let's we'll talk about it again in in February. You know when they're right there battling Sacred Heart for a regular season championship. Um, I was impressed. I do want to mention Lydia Malashenko, such a gritty player. She waited her turn, got her chance this year, and man, as she brought it, diving for those 50-50 balls, just giving all out effort. Um. Man, she she's a she's a type player. Everybody everybody want to have one of her on their team. Uh, she brought it this weekend, and I do think she's going to be a difference maker uh, now in an elevated role this year for the Warriors. By the way, do want to throw this out there: the last time two teams played in the opening game of the NEC season and then ended up playing in the final game for the championship, Sacred Heart Robert Morris, twenty sixteen. So file that away. We'll get at least one more Sacred Heart Merrimack meeting in March, maybe two. We'll see. Headline number two, the LeMoyne Dolphins, they played one game this weekend, and it was their first ever NEC League game at home on Saturday against the reigning regular season champion FDU Knights, and the Dolphins took control midway through the second quarter. Sierra Lennon, a three that put LeMoyne up two. They would lead by as many as eight in the first half. They would lead by seven at the break, and then it would be a four-point game with seven minutes to go, but the Dolphins outscored FDU 15-7 to the rest of the way to come up with the historic win. LeMoyne was led by Hayden Roberts with 17.8 rebounds. LaToy Baker, our guest today on the show, had 12.7 rebounds, five assists in 37 minutes. And Baker will be here to talk all about it coming up in just a little bit. LeMoyne, they match what Stonehill did a year ago by winning their NEC opener and what uh, a bunch of teams have done uh, in the NEC when they come in and uh, that's win their first ever league game. Now, that was LeMoyne's only game last week. They were the odd team out on Monday uh, getting a bye, but they will continue their inaugural NEC journey this week. Uh, kind of a daunting schedule. They'll be at Merrimack. And at Sacred Heart back to back, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Lemoyne coming up after this weekend. But story number three: here's how things stand after the opening weekend of conference play. Sacred Heart at the top at two and zero. Central and Lemoyne, who are both limited to just one league game, each won that game. Both are one zero. Central over Stonehill, Lemoyne over FDU, as we mentioned. Wagner, FDU, LIU, St. Francis, all one and one. While the two Massachusetts schools, Merrimack and Stonehill, are both 0-2. Time now for the heat check featuring the top three stars from week one. And we start at number three. It's Talia Washington from the Wagner Seahawks, the grad senior to Grimes Hill. By the way, of Syracuse and Old Dominion is Wagner's second leading score on the season. But she lit it up to start conference play at 15 points against St. Francis and then a career-high 29 points in Monday's win over LIU at home. She's been one of the top three-point threats in the league all year, and this past weekend, she connected again from downtown a combined 8 for 10, 80% in the two games for the Seahawks last week. 
Our number two star is Abby Conklin for the FDU Knights. She's the Knights returning leading scorer. She hit nine threes over the weekend in a pair of games. She leads the league in three-point field goal percentage, hitting at a 383 clip. And she's now in an everyday starter role this year. She's tripled her production and tipping off conference play. She averaged 17 and a half points, five and a half rebounds and two and a half assists in the night's two games this past week. But our number one star said that a lot last year, Nicera Pryor from sacred heart. We mentioned the big game against Merrimack with 20 points. Then on Monday, she flirted with a triple double 19 points, eight rebounds, nine assists against the red flash. And if you're doing the math at home, that's a 19 and a half point average, five and a half rebound average and six and a half assist average over the two games this weekend. She earned her fifth player of the week honor. She is your league leader in scoring assists and steals. Those that's the heat check. Those are your top three players to kick things off in the NEC new year opening weekend. It's time for the NEC open mic. And our guest this week is Lemoyne Dolphins women's basketball grad student, Latoya Baker. Latoya, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Now, you you and the Dolphins are in their inaugural season here in NEC women's basketball. So take me through things so far. What have been some of the moments from this year that have stood out? Um, I think our whole season has stood out, really. Um, from the jump, we had crazy competition. So I think that prepared us for the NEC. And I think now you guys are seeing exactly what we went through, which is tough battles. And we've shown our talents on the court now. Yeah, you know, you mentioned it, you know, coaches put together these tough non-conference schedules to get their teams ready for conference season. So going through all that, what were some of the lessons that you guys learned uh, in that non-conference play that now has you ready to go here in conference play? It was definitely um, sticking together. I think um, a lot of teams could go their separate ways if they went through our conference, I mean, non-conference schedule. So I think us sticking together really helped us along the way and, um, Without our team chemistry, we want to be no nowhere as good as we are now. So, yeah. Take me through that that first win because you had the game-winning shot, UMass Lowell in overtime. So you're the answer to a trivia question forevermore now. Uh, what, what was it like to kind of get that shot and get that win? Um, That shot was special because no one can take that away from our team, not just me, but our team. That It was our first D1 win as a D1 team so it, it was great and no one could take that away from us and I mean who wouldn't want their first win to be a game-winning shot and that was amazing so um, I mean that felt incredible a storybook right yeah <laughs> now I, I'm sure you've been asked a million times about the transition so I'm going to make it a million and one here uh so you know so far making that transition is are things kind of about what you expected the 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 competition the, the way of play is is it kind of what you thought coming in or have there been any surprises in that regard I mean I knew it was going to be a tough transition but I didn't know it was going to be super hard I mean our non-confidence was pretty hard like I said before and um it wasn't even just the teams we were playing it was the traveling we never went on a plane ride um at least while I was here for five years and it was the times difference um in Cali that was hard and it was hard on our body so it was more of, of traveling and stuff like that that was I did not expect so yeah 
And, and I know, you know, these road trips, especially in the non-conference where you're going out west and, you know, Colorado, California, all that, it, it's grueling. But, you know, once in a while they have in like these little sightseeing, you know, fun little things. Is, is there, you know, any any of that kind of stuff that stands out from any of those trips? Yeah, we, um in Colorado, we went to go see the Red Rocks and that was fun, fun experience. Um, I actually always wanted to go to Colorado. So that was something off my bucket list. And so, so was Cali. So that was pretty cool. And we went to the beach in Cali and that was a great nice. clean bonding. So, yeah. And, and and now let's look, go ahead to the, just this past week, you know, first NEC game and, and, you know, want to know uh, to start things off. Can't get much better than that. What, what was the key for your team to come away with that first win? Um, we, we were hungry. We didn't really win in non-conference that much, but we knew that, our time was the conference play and that was all that's matter really. I mean, conference play. And we were really, really hungry. We knew other teams are going to be hungry, but we wanted it more. And we showed that on the court, I think, against FDU. FDU is a great team. I mean, we got ranked bottom. They got ranked more of a higher stat status than us. And we knew that we were the underdogs and we're kind of used to that. So we just came out fighting. What what was the locker room vibe after the game? Was there dancing? Was the water bottles going around? What was that like? Yeah. So after every conference win here at Lemoyne, we try to spray water at coach or whatever. But she just got her head, hair dead, so we didn't we didn't spray water at her. But it was definitely dancing and music. It was it was a fun time. Well, you know, hopefully there's a lot more wins. And there's a lot more chances uh, down the road here. Uh, let's let's talk about you for a second. You know, how was it? When was it? How was it kind of that you fell in love with the game of basketball? Uh, it was everyone keeps telling me that I've touched the basketball when I was three years old. So um, my mom got me a mini basketball hoop. And ever since then, I was asking my granddad to help me shoot hoops in the backyard. And that's when I really fell in love with it. And no one and my family really played basketball. So I was the first one and I was paving the way for all my little cousins. I'm the oldest grandchild. So I was the first one who actually went into sports period. And it was interesting and fun, fun experience. And yeah, I just fell in love with it ever since I was a little kid. So how, how was it that your basketball journey kind of brought you to Lemoyne? Um, I was at... Um, Carney, Bishop Carney, um, for high school. And my coach, Coach Shepard, he um got me into the recruitment process and all that. And I had um a, a call from Coach Grimes actually at the time she was the assistant coach. And she was like, I really like your game and I want you to come um visit us. And I said, Okay. Like at the time I was thinking, oh, like it's a D2 level, like I'm I should be like looking at D1s, but I'm like, okay, let's give it a chance. So I gave it a chance, and I just fell in love with it, how it reminded me of my high school. It was small, loving, and Coach Grimes actually was the main reason why I committed here. And she actually left as soon as I came as a freshman to um, coach at um, Xavier, I believe. And then two years later, she came back, so it was a blessing. So, yeah. It's it's funny how that all works. You came there for coach, you leaves, but then she comes back. You wanted D one, and then it ended yeah. up D one. So things just yeah. work out, right? Yeah. Now let's talk about this weekend. You know, two tough teams this weekend: Merrimack, Sacred Heart. So what? So what are some keys? What are some things that you're talking about as a team getting ready for the games this weekend? 
I mean, Merrimack and Sekhar is both amazing teams. I mean, uh, we were looking into them before the season even started. And I think for Merrimack, I think we just have to key in and um, lock down our shooters and just have to play our game, try not to get sped up by them and just play our game to the best possibility. And then for Sacred Heart, I mean, they have amazing players. So they have talent across the board. And I think we have talent across the board. I mean, I don't think anyone can be R5 if you put them on the court and we played the best game we could play. And I think um, we just have to, again, play our game. If we play anybody else's game, we're going to lose the game. But if we come out and stay disciplined, stay to the coach's plan, I mean, we're unstoppable. So, yeah. We're looking forward to seeing it. Uh, and to finish it off, we have our final five questions. These are quick hitters. So just give us the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. All right. Favorite snack or junk food? Uh, smart food popcorn. Okay. Favorite color? Yellow. What is the best food spot on or around campus? Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Rising Sign. Okay, I'll write that down for next time I'm up there. Uh, if we took a survey of your teammates, what's a trait or adjective that you think they would use to describe you? Mm, probably leader. Okay, that's a great one. And and what is a goal for you for the rest of the season? Um, to win. Awesome. Well, Toya, thanks so much for playing. Great to meet you for the first time and meet your, your team here over the course of the season for the first time. And we wish you the best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much. You can see Latoya and the Dolphins back in action Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. against the Merrimack Warriors and be on NEC Front Row. And be sure to check out the full episode of NEC Women's Basketball on the run on the NEC Overtime Pod or available wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for the stat chat, and we want to talk about the Central Connecticut State Blue Devils. What a backcourt they have. Sophomore guard Samora Watson and senior guard Bell Lamper are second and fourth in the NEC in scoring. Watson averaging 17 points per game. She's had three of the top four individual scoring games in the league this year, including a season-high 38 points at New Hampshire back at the beginning of December Lamfer's fourth in the league. She's averaging 13.2 points per game, and she's had a pair of 20-point games this year. Now, we mentioned they're two of the top four scorers because it's been a while. The last time a single team has had two of the top four scorers, the last time a pair of teammates, two players on the same team, finished the year at the end as two of the top four scorers in the league, you have to go all the way back to the 2015-2016 season when... Kelsey Cruz and Erica Livermore for FDU accomplished the feat. Cruz was number three at the end of the year, averaging 18.5 points per game. Livermore was fourth right behind her at 16.8 points per game. So it's been a minute. The last time two teammates finished in the top four, that's what the Blue Devil backcourt has right now. And that's the goal they're aiming for this year. The Central Connecticut State Blue Devils, the subject of this week's stat chat. And finally, a full slate of action coming up this week. It's a Saturday-Monday schedule with Monday's games taking place on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So let's check it out. Starting on Saturday, St. Francis will be at Central Connecticut State. So we'll see that backcourt of the Blue Devils in action at home. FDU will be taking on Stonehill. Again, the Skyhawks looking for their first league win, their first overall win of the year sacred heart looking to start three and zero at conference play going up against liu in brooklyn and lemoyne will be at merrimack 
Can LeMoyne pull off another upset? We heard uh, our, our guests talk about it this week. The Dolphins, the underdog. Merrimack's at home. A weekend of games under their belt. Can they bounce back? We will see. A lot of questions to be answered in that one. Then on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we have LIU at Chicago State. LIU getting a preview of next year taking on the Cougars when Chicago State joins the NEC. It's almost like a dress rehearsal. They're going to get to go out to Chicago, go take a look at the travel, practice the hotels, where are the places to eat, get acclimated to the arena, so that way they're ready to go next year. Uh, this Now, this game was already on the schedule when Chicago State joined the uh, the NEC or announced that they were joining the NEC for next year, but uh, it worked out pretty well. LIU gets a dress rehearsal. They slipped past Stonehill last week, a two-point win. Nigeria Harkless scored the game-winning bucket in the final minute. They made their free throws down the stretch to clinch the victory. Ashley Alston has been playing great. And shout-out to Chris Dunn for filling in as the acting head coach with Rini Haynes out on maternity leave. So LIU, big challenge, a little bit of a dress rehearsal, non-conference this year. At Chicago State, LeMoyne will be at Sacred Heart, the newest team taking on the reigning champions. Wagner at Stonehill, the Skyhawks and the Seahawks. Central Connecticut State at Merrimack, two incredible backcourts in that game. And St. Francis at FDU. This FDU scoring defense, still their trademark this year. They're one of the tops in the league in scoring D. And they're taking on a St. Francis offense that uh, for the last couple of years have had trouble scoring points on offense so uh if fdu can keep this low scoring uh it figures they have a chance especially at home and you know fdu we know has their new look with the way that their roster kind of turned around sfu features five underclassmen in their starting lineup as well including sensational freshman guard kendall carruthers who's kind of uh, taken the league by storm so far uh, as a surprising freshman so uh, all those games we mentioned on monday are matinees games in the afternoon in chicago new jersey connecticut and easton those tip off at two the game in north andover starts at three all of the conference games are available on nec front row the chicago state game against lau that'll be on nec front row next year not this year, not a conference game, but uh, we look forward to a great weekend of action to follow up a great start. We will see what happens in week two, and we'll be back here next week to kind of wrap it all up and talk all about it. But that'll do it for this week's show. I'm Craig D'Amico. Enjoy the games, everybody, and we'll see you right back here next time on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run.